Yes, we do. Every single Saturday. On these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. This is Citizen Watch on Percent's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on! Winton. Elnido. And all of the little communities in between. That's for you, Marilyn. So happy to have you here with us. On a Saturday morning, I have to do everything myself. You know, Luna has a staff that comes in. It's unbelievable. I have no idea what that is. So let's go to this song. Hey, yeah. yeah, I want to shoot. I still got the Matt Serato party mix in the, in the state-of-the-art TAC CD player. I don't even know CDs are still popular. Hey, here we are Saturday morning early. My word, is it early? It is February 20th, 2021. A lot of twos in there. 02, 202021. So, uh, again, amazing things happening in our world, in our community, in our valley. Hopefully, everything's okie dokie with you. A little wet out there. Folks may be waking up and saying, hey, did it rain? Yes. Not much. Looking at the 10 day, not looking good, I'll tell you. The 10-day forecast is, well, there's not, uh, you know, there's none of those 40, 50, 60% like, hey, you know it's going to rain. All single digits kind of reminds you of a heavy fog. As you know, where water grows or flows, food grows. Water doesn't necessarily grow. Hopefully it precipitates and falls on the ground up there in the mountains as snow. That's our, our reservoir, our bank, if you will. Filling up the filling up the lakes and streams. I'm trying to find something here. Can you tell I'm preoccupied? So many things. I had to do everything myself this week. You know, I tease about Luna having a staff, somewhat teasing, he does, but I uh, had to do everything this week for community conversations. The number one host with the most, Roger Wood, is out on vacation. I haven't taken a vacation in five years. He takes a vacation every five months, but well deserved. All the things he's done. He and his lovely bride, Chi-Chi, have been married uh, celebrating the 44th wedding anniversary. Now, I don't know what 44 is. Maybe it's nothing special. You know, compared to the big, you know, what's the big ones? You got your 25, 40, of course, 50th. That's a big one. I thought it was 75, but I guess 60 is the, is kind of the last. If you make 75 years of marriage, God bless your hearts, but... 44 years, Roger and Chi-Chi Wood, so we send our Citizen Watch Radio Merced uh, congratulations out to them. They're celebrating, and not only that, but uh, in the wedding anniversary, coincidentally, coincidentally, married on Valentine's Day. Now, my friends, if that isn't romantic, I don't know what is. I kind of like to uh, tease my long-term married friends whenever they rattle off the number of years, the high double digits. I say all in a row. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of anniversaries. And to have an anniversary on Valentine's Day every year, well, first of all, you're never going to forget your anniversary because it's going to be talked about. You're going to be reminded ad nauseum with the roses, this and that. 
So you're you're not bound to forget your anniversary, but you know what about the, and I'm not saying it's applicable for my friends Roger and Chi-Chi, but you know what if you're just not getting along that day, let's say. You know one of those uh, one of those multiple year situations, I don't know. You just got to kind of suck it up and but what a way to make up too, right? You know Valentine's Day, hey baby, you know. So anyway, 44 years they're celebrating a little time there. Of course, Raj Raj uh, just had a big birthday. A big uh, celebration there, big birthday, and we congratulate him in everything he does. Of course, as you know, Community Conversations, every Saturday you hear Roger, except this Saturday and next Saturday you'll hear me trying to fumble my way through it. You know, he just has a way about interviewing those guests, 7 o'clock every Saturday morning, six great episodes. So we haven't had a lot of community events. Usually we have the folks come in talking about the you know, the lobster, the shrimp, uh, the different feeds around town to celebrate all of the worthwhile causes going on. You know, Make-A-Wish, Casa, the Rotarians, the uh, the lions, you know, all of the animals out there. One of the things I did this week, which was really neat, you learn so much being around here, staying conscious, was we had an individual, let me make sure I get this right, Lonnie Davis, founder of Hope Haven West in Modesto, and he has an organization, they do wheelchair rehabilitation and distribution. Now, I have seen, following Mike Nelson, former county supervisor Mike Nelson's Facebook page, where he, as a Rotarian, goes down to some of these South American countries, I don't know, maybe he's been over, you know, overseas, but... Uh, where they have a need for wheelchairs. And this gentleman, Lonnie Davis, who you're going to hear after this show at 7 o'clock, well, he's going to be on the second segment. I don't know, is it 7.10, 7.15? Anyway, he has an organization that he founded where they get these wheelchairs that are used. Uh, some are in good shape. The ones that aren't, they actually send to the prisons they have a uh, an agreement with several of the prisons. I think he, I want to say 13, you know, almost a dozen, over a dozen, I believe it was, prisons. And the prisoners refurbish these wheelchairs uh, to like new condition. And then they put them in these shipping containers. They ship them uh, to the geographical areas in these countries, third world countries, where there are no uh Medical devices. I forget what, they, what appliances. I think they're called medical appliances. So just a, a worthwhile cause. I mean, you hear about it. You just, your heart swells up with uh, pride that people are doing things like this. Bringing wheelchairs, bringing mobility to people that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, a lot of genetic things. You know, when you get into these third world countries, the sanitation, uh, that sort of thing brings on a lot of uh, illness, a lot of situations where, uh, you know, they're born with uh, crippling disease, uh, deformities, that sort of thing. It's really, it's really heartbreaking. And I was moved. Again, you learn something new every day. And so my, my thoughts really, uh, I think you'll really enjoy that interview. Like I say, Community Conversations, a wonderful program. And folks may have seen, I forget what, what actress it was. She was down in the rainforest. She goes down every year to check on, I don't know, some lizard or tortoise or something and, uh, you know, brings the pub publicity 
to the situation, which is what all that's about. You know, it's, it's going down. It's not like that one person necessarily uh, can change the course of events, but the publicity, the attention brought to it because of her fame or their fame uh, may have an effect, especially when it comes to financial resources. But this individual went down there and uh, I guess had a headlamp on, had some problems, tripped, fell, going over a log in the Amazon and severely fractured her leg, injured her leg. They say life-threatening injury. And again, down there in some of those countries where medical help is hours and hours away, it is a simple fracture, a simple break can turn into a life-threatening injury, a cut, a scrape, something where you don't have antibiotics, just the basic things. And it talked about how she was uh, carted out by uh, these folks, the uh, guides, you know, put her in a, a sling on a pole, literally, and through the jungle, and then a four, I don't know, six-hour motorcycle ride to a helicopter landing pad, and then off to a, a medical center. And this is somebody that had the means, uh, the support staff, again, the notoriety, the fame, the fortune, going there to check on the turtle or whatever it was. And you, you just wonder, folks, that don't have those resources, uh, don't have that ability, uh, what they would what they would be faced with. And again, when you couple it with the efforts of Lonnie Davis at the Hope Haven West of Modesto, you really understand how important some of a, a simple thing is a wheelchair, a used wheelchair given to somebody that would never ever see one but for the gift that you brought them. Well, it really moves you. Lonnie talked about having a couple of shipping containers that had been shipped to South American countries. I can't remember exactly which ones, and they've been waiting down there because of the pandemic. Of course, travel, that sort of thing, getting people together to disperse these. They call them fittings when they uh, give these wheelchairs out finally. You know, they adjust the height of the, the different, you know, the backrest, the arms, the, the, the wheels, you know, whatever. They call it a fittings. And, of course, they have volunteers that go down for these events. And uh, I guess once you go down, you're hooked. Again, following former county supervisor Nelson's Facebook page. Very uh, obvious that once you do that, it's so rewarding. You just you just can't not want to go again. And, and as Lonnie said, they, uh, you know, take an opportunity, take a moment, take a break, take a few minutes to uh, see some of the sites, some of the significant things of the area. Of course, getting to meet the people during these fittings is uh, is amazing. And I, I think the re- the reward that you get, it's just I, I can't I can't even imagine. I can kind of understand being a casa advocate. How that uh, helping others, uh, you re- you really don't see it until it happens. But this is, this is something that uh, I think is just a wonderful cause. So anyway, Community Conversations, our friend Roger Wood, taking a couple of deserved weeks off. But, hey, don't not tune in just because I'm hosting. I mean, come on. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Also, this week, uh, folks could not have helped, but not here, about the loss of a uh, one of our, of our uh, anchor shows here the Russ Limbaugh show the host passing away after a long bout with cancer I know it was a very 
aggressive form of cancer when it was announced. And uh, went through uh, many months of treatment. Took a lot of time off uh, during, during that period of time. I noticed doing the promos weekly uh, in his voice. You could hear it uh, through the headphones. His voice was getting different. Uh, you, uh, I, I don't know. There was just a change. Of course, he had been on for a lot of years. 1988, I believe, 89. Just an unbelievable amount of time on the air. Had just signed a contract last year in January for a four- or five-year term. Obviously was going on. One of the highest-paid political, uh, highest-paid radio talk show hosts. Can't say political because it was, it was a lot of entertainment. Anybody that's listened to Rush over the years, a lot of humor. Completely changed the genre of talk radio. Uh, I think for the better, it was about 1,100 stations when he started with a talk format, a lot of uh, music formats, as you can imagine. KYOS, many years, played music, oldies, still do on the weekends. But the talk radio phenomena that happened with uh, Rush Limbaugh, again, Rio Linda, where he really got his start, he, he did several things before that, 121 miles away, my friends. From Merced. So we are very close to the epicenter of where Rush Limbaugh got his start up in Sacramento. Of course, he always referred to Real Linda affectionately and sarcastically. Uh, some of the listeners up there. And again, I I have two people I follow, two people I've listened to for many years in the industry. They're diametrically opposed. One is Rush Limbaugh and one is Howard Stern. Of course, Howard Stern, as you may or may not know, just signed a contract with Sirius, a renewal, $130 million a year, four-year deal going uh, $600 million. Again, these folks that have been in broadcasting for a long time, uh, really, uh, really large in their industry. And Rush Limbaugh was a, was a large, large influence, especially here on KYOS. We'll talk a little bit about how that's going to be affecting our program after the break. We're out of the first segment of Citizen Watch, 6 a.m. Saturday morning, the 20th of February. We'll be right back. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hang in there after the uh, commercial. Don't you know? Saturday morning. Uh, my name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. February 20th, 2021. It's early, early. Those of you waking up going, did it rain? Yeah, it rained. Not a lot of rain in the horizon. Boy, it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, water board State Water Board does now that we have a new administration on the federal level. What will Jim Costa do? What will Uncle... What will, you know who he is, right, our congressman? What bill did he introduce this week that I read? Oh, I forget. Maybe he was paying for all the college debt. I don't know. Hey, 50 thou is what they want. Uncle Joe's willing to go 10. 
10K on the debt? What do you think about that? Hmm? I don't know. Never get a loan that you can't repay. That's what I've been told. But maybe somebody will come along and pay it for you. Hey, here we are, second segment of Citizen Watch, Saturday morning, 6 a.m., blah, blah, blah. I was talking about Rush Limbaugh uh, before the commercial ran up on me so quickly. And folks may know Rush passed away after a long illness, uh, lung cancer, very, very aggressive form of lung cancer. They judge that stuff in stages, you know, stage one, two, three, four, it's kind of like a rocket going up. You get into stage four, uh, it's it's not looking uh, well. It's not looking good. We're all terminal. It's just a matter of when, my friends. The human condition. I've talked about it many times. Three things that we all share in common, no matter you know how you feel, your political affiliation, anything like that. Of course, everybody, you know, what? why are we here? What's my purpose in life? A lot of people would say it's to procreate and move on, but some people have a bigger purpose, uh, ambitions, guiding society, political ambitions, those sorts of things. But we all share that, what, you know, purpose. Why are we here? The, th- the second thing that we all share out of the three is, is we like being around each other. We're gregarious. We want companionship. We seek out each other, whether they be like-minded or in some relationships I've seen, as polar opposite as you can be. But we want to be around other people. And of course, the third thing that defines us all, that links us all together inextricably, can't get away from it, is we're all going to die. So Rush Limbaugh passed away February 17th after a long and brave battle with lung cancer. I read now from our affiliate's message to us, which I feel like sharing with you, because we've had Rush Limbaugh on these airwaves a long, long, long time. Like I say, I've listened to him, well, since he came on the air. I remember when he first came on the air, he was somewhat of a phenomena, again, real Linda, where he really got his start before he was syndicated in New York City, WABC. He it's just 121 miles away. Probably pick up the, the signal on a, on a clear night. And he was a phenomenon. He, he, he said things that, uh, in, in a way, that nobody had ever heard before. He was all about the exceptionalism of America, the greatness of America. The number one country on the face of the planet. I said this many, many times. Why do you think people want to come here? Why do you think they'll die to get here? They'll go in a shipping container on, a, on an ocean-going freighter locked up in a shipping container to get here. Man, I, you got to really, really want to get somewhere to let them lock you up, you know, give all your life savings, maybe a couple of gallons of water, I don't know, how, how, whatever they put in there, and close the door. And when they open the door, you're going to be in the land of milk and honey. You know how many people live for the opportunity of that dream? And that's what he saw in America. And he pushed back against the criticism of the criticism of those that would say, our country is no good. Our country is flawed. The systemic this, the systemic that. We have heard this before. This is not... 
<laughs> this ain't new. This isn't new. He just pushed back against it in a way and in a forum that got broad, broad acceptance and a lot of publicity. Some of the comments that were made after his passing were just horrifying, but then again, not. Especially in today's atmosphere, acidic atmosphere politically that we live in. But still, we all share something, my friends. We, all of us, share the same three things. And he was not immune to that. But again, he was a, 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 a large, larger than life. As I said, when he first came on, a tremendous acceptance, broad acceptance. Affiliates started picking up talk radio, started bringing these formats on more and more. Of course, KYOS uh, has had it for many, 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 many years. He even had his own TV show. They used to have what they called rush rooms, where bar owners, cafe owners, dining rooms, you know, they'd set up the, the banquet room for lunch for people that just wanted to li listen to Rush. And that would turn into a three-hour ordeal where people would just stay and listen. It's hard to believe. I can't <laughs> talk about flattering. And, and it, was, it was just, it was a phenomenon. It was, it was amazing. He used to come on 12 to 3, noon to 3. And they would, they would play the uh, show again in these, in these venues all over the country. And then he had a television show. I can't, I think it was daily. A daily television show. If not, it was weekly. But I, I think it was daily. And there was so much going on. He, <laughs> he had so many things he wanted to cover and he could never get to them all. He'd start the show off. We're going to do this, this, and this. And then he'd uh, pontificate and talk about the subject. And suddenly the time was out. And I can understand that so well. Because I find myself in the same situation sometimes. Let me continue reading on. It is in this time of sorrow, Russia's voice will continue to be heard. Providing comfort and continued insight to his legions of loyal fans. All of Russia's audios has been extensively archived and cataloged by subject, topic, and opinion. Given how timeless and insightful Russia's commentary is, his producers will be able to pull segments that are relevant for each day's news cycle and allow us to feature the best of Rush for the full three hours of the program. The familiar voices of the program's guest hosts will be used in the show when needed to guide Rush's audios from one topic to another, but Rush will be the predominant voice heard for the three-hour Monday through Friday show, which here you can hear again, 9 to, nine to noon every day. Please note that we will continue with this transitional programming until the audience is prepared to say goodbye. I found that such an interesting s sentence. The long-term plan will be shared with you in the upcoming weeks, and of course, we will share that with you too. We will mourn together in a respectful way celebrate the incredible life of Rush with his millions of loyal listeners. And again, millions of listeners over the years. He always said, talent on loan from God. And I guess now we can say that, well, it's been returned. Again, some of the comments were just so inappropriate. I can understand the... <laughs> You know, I can understand the differences politically. Believe me, I get caught up in, in things myself. I'm, again, only human. 
the flesh and blood I made. Isn't that a song? But some of the rhetoric that comes out when uh, somebody passes that you don't agree with is just over the top. Some of the things we wish against people living is just is just so wrong. And I, I know that we've had this reset of reconciliation and healing and, you know, the, the unity. And uh, it's, it's kind of a joke. I say that tongue in, sh- in cheek when you try to impeach somebody that is out of office. And again, it's it's difficult to to keep your focus on what's right, no matter what side of the fence you're on. And again, I get caught up in that that same uh, those same type of feelings sometimes, and it's 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 wrong. And to realize that we all share more in common, more things in common than than any differences we might have, because again, we're all human, and we all share that condition. I don't fault Rush Limbaugh for highlighting American exceptionalism. The reality around us, why people want to come to this country, what this country has given so many of us, so many of you. You may have complaints. You may not like things. I don't like certain things. I don't like the sales tax rate. I mean, what are we going to go to, 10%? I don't like sometimes where my money goes. I just registered my truck. It was like 400 bucks for a, what did Whitaker call it? A vintage truck? You can only imagine what the uh, something over 2000 when I say 2000 the year, would cost to register. What does a new 2021 uh, come off the lot over there at Merced Chevrolet? What kind of taxes do you pay on that? So, no, I've got issues that I, you know, I'm not happy about. But as far as the overall feeling, this is the greatest country on the face of the earth, in my opinion. And it was the opinion of Rush Limbaugh that he talked about for many, many years, and it really got under the skin of a lot of people. But he was a voice that, again, uh, just, it just, you know, when people talk to you in a medium like this, uh, you're, you're going to get a lot of people that listen to you that feel the same way, and they agree with you. You always heard the Rush is right, and... Uh, Just, you know, some of the funny, again, comedy, uh, humor, a little satire, a lot of satire to reinforce those truisms, those things that we know already. And I found that his commentary, there was a lot of windshield time I spent. You're flipping through the dial. There wasn't a lot to choose from because he was such a syndicated voice. You'd move from one market to another and there he was. It's kind of like coast to coast. Try to travel across this country late night without hearing coast to coast on 90% of the stations. So Rush Limbaugh was a, I don't know, an acquaintance. Somebody that was just with us for many, many, many years. Again, 1988. I can't do the math. I'm not even going to try. I'm sure it's probably simple. But let's say over 30 years, right? A lot of time. A lot of time, a lot of years. Somebody, I heard somebody say 50, and I, even I knew that wasn't right. Maybe going on past 40, but a big force. So again, a big, uh, big influence here at the station. I don't know what's going to happen 9 to noon. I don't know how long it'll go for. You know, we lost some big ones in broadcasting this year. Uh, Larry King. You know, radio, again, didn't have a lot of uh, diversity until Rush came along, there was always Larry King. What was it, Jim Bohannon? There were some of the older guys you'd listen to. Uh, 
Of course, Dr. Dean Adell. Uh, we used to have, you know, Uncle Matty, the pet doctor. Remember that guy? We used to have some really fun programs. But uh, again, everything's kind of coalesced around talk radio. The Fairness Doctrine came into play. Uh, people said that gave uh, Rush Limbaugh a leg up. I don't, I don't really think so. I think the Fairness Doctrine, if anything, uh, hindered uh, people on the left. And when the Fairness Doctrine was lifted, it was obvious to see that left-leaning talk radio just didn't take off. The only left-leaning talk radio you have today is NPR, public radio, subsidized radio. When you look at conservative talk radio, it's, uh, it's pay-to-play. There's nobody, there's no taxpayer-subsidized conservative talk radio, let me tell you. Now, you go over to NPR, you're going to hear some real liberal points of view. I'm not saying they shouldn't be I'm not saying they shouldn't be heard, but I wish they could make their own money sometimes. Hey, listen, we're out of the uh, second segment, Citizen Watch. They go quick, don't they? Saturday morning, those uh, roads a little wet after the, uh, well, it was more than fog. I don't know what it was. A little, little storm cloud came through about 2 a.m. Getting ready to come into the station to do the show for you guys. I really appreciate all my listeners. Couldn't do it without you. I'm not talking to this uh, pile of carbon just to hear myself talk, but I appreciate you listening. We'll be right back after these breaks. Citizen Watch, Saturday morning. So what you want to do? Yeah, let's finish up the 6 a.m. hour. How about we do that? My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS, Citizen Watch, Saturday morning. Every Saturday, we try to bring you some original content. Last Saturday at 6 a.m., you heard Delray Shelton for the, uh, what, third time for those folks keeping track. We like to mix it up. Delray's got some good things. Let me turn this down. Got some good things going on over there at the city. Uh, the city was busy this busy boy. They, you talk about earning that four hundred bucks. You know they got a raise. I sat on the committee with some other friends of the community, and I consider them friends. After sitting on the on the uh, stipend setting commission together, fellow commissioners Tony Dosetti, former police uh, police chief Merced, police chief Dosetti, and may I say, councilman. Our chairman, and uh, we all decided, I think it was, what, 400 bucks for the council people a month and $500 for the mayor because, uh, well, he's the mayor. But they earned their money this week. They not only had a council meeting on Tuesday, the, what was that? Let's look at the old calendar here. Boy, Dave gets these calendars that are so small. Can you get a postage stamp bigger? February 16th, Tuesday, because, you know, it was a holiday last weekend. It wasn't just Valentine's Day, the weekend for lovers. I always say, hey, when you're in love, is it every weekend, every day, the day for lovers? But anyway, it was the official uh, day to celebrate, St. Valentine's Day. Put an arrow through the heart. (laughs) Show her you really care. No, anyway, it was, uh, and then President's Day, which the schools, what, took more time off. (laughs) As if they haven't had a year. Oh, these schools, what is it going to take? Even the governor, even Newsom is like, hey, you know, we're, 
Come on. I mean, I gave you the money, I, I the union, I paid you back. When are you going to get the kids back in? And, of course, you'll hear the locals here. Well, you know, uh, March 22nd, March, March, March. We're going to march in. Really? Don't we uh, Don't we tune out in June? So uh, what's that, about 20, uh, 10 days, five days? I don't know. Is it May now? When do we get out? We used to get out. What was it? Memorial Day? There was two holidays you could, as a kid, you hated. It was, well, you loved one and hated the other. Memorial Day, I think you got out. And Labor Day, oh, it's time to go back. Now, I don't know what. They got year-round, you know, all-day school, all-year school, then the traditional school. Now we have the uh, dual learning mode of virtual, the virtual platform, and the in-person learning. In-person learning. Honest to God. What about in-person childbirth? I mean, what what are we going to do? I just don't get this. When are we going to get the kids back? These kids aren't veal. You know, we're not putting them in boxes, watching them atrophy. Because of no school sports. I love it. Now, we can't have any contact sports. I will say once again, and I heard it all week because the weather was nice. Those kids down at Yosemite uh, School. What is the name of that place? Stone Ridge. Stone Ridge over there on Yosemite Avenue. Not Yosemite Parkway. Yosemite Avenue. They have a playground. And those kids are out there playing. Yelling, screaming. They sound like It sounds like a playground. You're almost thinking... Is this is is this is this a recording? Speaking of recordings, let me digress. These ice cream trucks. Do you have to play Christmas music still in February? If I hear uh what is the oh my this guy goes around every single night jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. I mean, I find myself it's not Christmas. Okay? Some noises are annoying, but I'll tell you the noises of those children playing, screaming and yelling, talking loud, as children will do. And it carries, it just carries right. And I, I just love it. I just love it. It's like, some, it's like some people, when they go by a dairy, oh, that stinks. Hey, that's an economy. <laughs> that's our economy, baby. You better like that. Anyway, uh, getting the children back into school. When are we going to do that? When are we going to go full in-person learning. We don't need to take a survey. You know, we're going to take a survey and see which parents want to stay in person. Which one? Now, the good news on the vaccine front, talking to the Department of Public Health, Dr. Kristen Sullivan, the supervising epidemiologist over there. uh, We're getting a couple of thou more doses than we need every week to keep up with the second dose. You know, because we can't forget about the people that have already got a shot. You know, we got to keep uh, keep them in mind, uh, 14, 15, 20, whatever days later it is. Give them the second one. And it's my understanding, anecdotally, I know I probably said that word wrong, you know, talking to people that have had the second shot, they say that uh, it, it can be a little, a little rough, you know, a little more uh, painful, a little more, uh, what do they want to, uh, the effects, the, uh, the after effects. So. But the the big deal is getting the teachers, the first responders, the folks that we need on the front lines. And and if teachers aren't on the front lines, I don't know what is. Because, again, our our students, our our children, you should hear the horror stories that I I hear about going on with this uh, Zoom, 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 the virtual learning. It's leaving children behind. And we cannot continue with that. I haven't heard any talk. Serious talk. I mean, we, we're so myopic, so short-sighted. In my opinion, 
about our future. I found it interesting that the governor was willing to take down the stay-at-home, the lockdown, the uh, verboten uh, to travel order just based on future projections. Hey, in March we're going to be okay, so let's let's uh, you know let's uh, loosen it up now to purple if that's loose. And and yet and uh, also I understand the sports have been given school sports have been given a new metric where we have to get down below I forget what it was five or six cases per hundred thousand per day. Uh, the sports are able to go I think fourteen in the school districts, and of course they have in person learning now and we're in the purple tier, right? I mean, it's it's just so disjointed. This whole this whole thing, you know, restaurants they, you know, they're they're takeout only now. I guess they can do the outdoor dining, but we still can't do the indoor dining. Perfectly good structure inside. Thank thank goodness we've had a mild winter. I mean, quite frankly, if we would have had our normal, you know, the Thule fog, the that fog that just gets into every little crevice if you're not bundled up, I don't think the outdoor dining would be going as good as it is. But we really need to look at these students and get back in. And we're looking just a couple of months ahead. Everybody's looking to March 22nd. What about April 22nd? What about May 22nd? What about June 22nd? What about the summer? Is there going to be summer school? Is there going to be makeup? Believe me, these kids want to get back in school. You know, it used to be when you were in school from, again, going back in time, Labor Day. It was like Labor Day. Oh, no. You know, three-day weekend. You went back on a Tuesday. You know, now they give you the whole week off, you know, the, the, uh, what, the enrichment for the teachers. No, you went back on Tuesday. You put in that four-day. And by the time spring came around, believe me, you didn't want summer. Better let me have my summer. Well, these children have been out so long, I think they would welcome something to do this summer with each other. It, 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 you know, the cohorts. I, we, we have got to change. And then graduation. We, we've heard the Merced Union High School District, which has, well, the high schools here in the community, Buhack, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, congratulations going out to Buhack Colony for winning the academic decathlon. Nice to see it go to a public school. Uh, <laughs> you know, it used to be a lot of the private schools, OLM, Stone Ridge. But uh, hey, you know, so congratulations to them. But what are they going to do about graduation? Is it going to be the in-person? They say we're going to have something. We're going to have something. And we're not going to do the drive through because that was, uh, well, it was like eating a rice cake. You know, it was it, there was something, but it wasn't filling. It wasn't, uh, anyway, it's like, you know, a drive through order at Jack in the Box. Just not the same as going over to the branding iron and having those charcoal broiled steaks. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the, and to, to miss out on the graduation experience, let alone uh, prom, all of the events, that happen at the school grounds themselves. We've got to get back to in-person learning. We've got to get the teachers vaccinated. If the teachers don't want to teach, hey, just tell us. Just tell us. I think we can find uh, folks that do. The teachers' unions are driving the bus in this. Again, even Governor uh, Governor Newsom, Gavin, Gavin's even uh, disappointed, frustrated in the teachers dragging their feet. Tardy ditching you know it's, it's hard enough to keep the students from ditching let alone the teachers and if you don't think the students will take the cue from the teachers and then you get into all of this well you know if we go back to in person you know that teacher can't teach virtually and so we have to have another teacher and then when we do go back to in-person learning we've got to spread them out you know they're going to be out there in the rotunda underneath the flagpole underneath a piece of plexiglass 
I don't know. I don't. It's it, and of course more money, more money, more money, more money. The president was incorrectly quoted, I think, through his spokesman as he would consider in-person learning one day a week. Well, I'm sure the kids would love that too. Hey, I'll take that. What would that be like a six-day weekend? No, that's not going to work. Like I say, the in-person learning hasn't worked. I was still pleased to hear that we're still handing out lunches at the Merced Union High School District. And just, you know, PSA here for folks. If you're hungry, food insecurity, every Wednesday from 7 to 8.30, they'll give you a whole week of breakfast and lunch for anybody 18 and under. You don't even have to be going to school. And it doesn't matter what school. Say you're, uh, you know, going over to Yosemite or Golden Valley or El Capitan. Hey, you just roll in to any any Merced Union High School District site that you happen to be around, and you will receive a week's worth of meals every Wednesday. And that's just what the high school district's doing. Letting alone, let alone the elementary schools, other things, the other lunch programs, this, that, and the other. So a lot of good is being done. I'm not taking away from that. But in-person learning is what you're there for. Remember all the bonds, Measure M, this, that, and other. You know, our schools are falling apart. Testa would get up there from the, where did, where did Testa work? City schools. He'd get up there, you know, hey, everything's falling. The air conditioners, the belts are flying off. The, the fans are rolling down the street from the air conditioning units. The plumbing's leaking. You know, the lighting, the, the, the doors are falling off. The hinges squeak. So we pass these bonds, these multi-million dollar bonds. Look at your property tax next time. Look what the college wanted to do. 40 years for that one. What was that? Oh, oh, oh. When you talk about dodge the bullet on that one. Anyway, the point being is you're going to find out that a lot of these schools are going to need to be rebuilt as far as the ventilation system and you know, the air changes and blah, blah, blah. You know, we got to move the air. We can't breathe the air. You can't look at each other. We need to get back to learning, my friends. We need to get back to learning. And I look at the, the private school system. I look at what they're doing. They've been in since uh, January. Again, those kids having fun on the playground, screaming and yelling. That's what it should be about. And why does it have to be the well-heeled? It costs, what, thirty, forty thousand 40000 a year to go over there? Why does it, well, <laughs> you talk about disparity, sometimes you create your own and you, you miss out on your own equity. You're losing equity, my friends, if you're in the public school system and you're still paying for it. That's what the sad thing is. You think any of these teachers have taken a, you know, reduction of hours, a, uh, you know, on the, uh, they're going on uh, unemployment? I don't think so. At least not that I've heard. Bus drivers, all the, uh, all the signatories, what, what's going on there? So we need to get in sooner than later. We need to look further than March 22nd. Again, you've probably heard my comments in previous shows about the disappointing uh, results from the Merced City School District Board of Trustees, except for Shane McDaniel, Shane Smith, excuse me. Shane Smith did a great job representing the interests of not only the students and the parents, but also the employees. There's a lot of employees that want to get back to work, a lot. But as always, the union has a lot of pressure, a lot of uh, force. They exert a lot of influence over the decisions that are being made for your children. And those folks that take their children's education in their own hands, 
It shouldn't be just the well-heeled. It shouldn't just be those that can afford ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a semester to send their children to school. But that's just my opinion. Which we always have a disclaimer before the show, don't we? Are we out of time? What's going on with this? Why aren't we? Oh, we got to get another song. I'll tell you. When you do everything yourself, it's a little rough in the production. Really appreciate you guys listening to me this Saturday. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Citizen Watch, Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be back in the 8 o'clock hour to talk about the town hall that went on in Merced. All of those things, but we're out of time. We'll see you later. Bye.